Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, you're listening to Bink Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwartz. Got Grant Nicholson in with me behind the glass. Primetime tonight, so you're going to have to wait. I always love the 11 o'clock feeling. That's when you sort of take care of your fantasy lineup, start getting your Sunday ticket or whatever you're doing started up. But today, it's just sort of a waiting game. The big show tonight on NBC. Let's talk about it with the editor-in-chief. From Arrowhead Pride, the one and only Pete Sweeney joining me now on the show. Pete, what's happening, man? How you doing? How's it going, Nick? It's going fantastic. I like I like the primetime games. I'll, I'll love it when it gets here tonight. But I, I don't like the being like ready to start the day and knowing I have to wait eight more hours. Yeah, I know what you mean. And from a reporting standpoint, not a ton of sleep coming my way tonight. That I know. And uh, it's one of the things that... I think is a sign of the times in Kansas City. When I first do it, started doing this in 2014, I think the Chiefs had about like 12, 13 noon games uh, a year. And now <laughs> I, I believe uh, with this <clears throat> with the 17-game schedule, the Chiefs <clears throat> only have about seven, I believe, noon games. And, and there are much more either late games or primetime games. And uh, that is the result of what this franchise has been able to build and the fact that they have the number one draw in the league in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's. I think it was 6-0 and a year ago in primetime games, if you're yeah. not counting uh, postseason games, but just the regular season primetime games. I know early in, the, in Mahomes' career, there was a stretch there where they had lost, I think it was four or five in a row, now all of a sudden seemingly unstoppable do you think there's anything to that? Is there anything different about the Chiefs in primetime, or do you think it's just the fact that they're a good team, so they win a lot of games regardless of when they're played? Yeah, this is something that I think at press conferences, and, and you hear them talk, everyone always just kind of says that, that thing where it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter what time we play. It's just another game. But I, I don't necessarily buy that because you have this grand stage and, and – there have been games, especially early on in, in Tyreek Hill's career, where he just played better at night when he just was under the spotlight. And I think about Patrick Mahomes, and I remember early in his career, he had, and it's crazy, so it's, it's been a few years now, but it was a Sunday night football game. I believe it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know, there's no real juice to Chiefs and Bengals, but it was just a Sunday night game at Arrowhead Stadium. And Patrick Mahomes was a little too juiced up, and he had to dial it back a little bit and settle back in. Uh, he has seemed to correct that at this point. I think he's used to uh, having the nighttime surround and, and can really add, come out of the gate well. Uh, but without a doubt, I mean, I've seen in my experience covering this team, there is a little bit extra when you're playing under the lights and you know – uh, that everybody's eyes are on you having been watching football since uh, about noon our time and, and you know, one o'clock on the East Coast and whatnot. So I read everything that's up on Arrowhead Pride, Pete. I'm listening to the 610 Sports Radio all day long, even when I'm not on the air with uh, Cody and Golden. A lot of the chat, uh, chatter, if not all of it, seems to indicate that the Chiefs are going to steamroll the Ravens tonight. I mean, we're two weeks removed from looking at the Ravens as one of the legit contenders in the AFC. I know there's the injuries, the loss to uh, Oakland on, or excuse me, Vegas on Monday night. But do you think the the, the chalk, uh, the talk, and the expectations around how this game is going to go? Do you think that's justified? This is the type of game and scenario that always gives you a little bit of pause because. It does seem 
like the consensus, not only in Kansas City, but really across the nation, if you look at some of the percentages, and, and it's easier to find now that betting is becoming more and more popular. Man, everybody thinks Kansas City is going to win this game and cover that spread. It's three and a half, four and a half. I mean, I don't expect it to be uh, much higher than that based upon the trends. And you start to wonder, is there something we're missing here? I mean, <laughs> I Dane and Hughes says, says it the best in uh, in the Players Only show. I was listening to it one time, and he goes, you know, they, they don't put up those shiny buildings in Las Vegas for being incorrect. And so <laughs> you, you wonder, what are we missing here? But I, I just can't see it any other way. Everybody at Arrowhead Pride uh, feels the same way. I think a lot of times now, because the Chiefs offense is just another – a stratosphere we predict blowouts a lot and it a lot of times it just doesn't happen but you have this again scenario in baltimore where this defense really succeeds when they're blitzing when they're playing press man the two things that are literally what you can't do against the kansas city chiefs i think what stuck out too from that manning brothers monday night football with kelsey is is his zone beating is literally just being able to find the zone and make up his own routes by uh, looking Patrick Mahomes in the eyes and finding the soft spots. I just think it's an an impossible offense uh, to stop. And the Chiefs defense and Steve Spagnuolo have really owned uh, Lamar Jackson over the years. Uh, they've found a way to make sure uh, that he can't wreck a game. And you have a, a receiver that, that's out for Baltimore. We know about all the running back issues. I just I can't see a scenario – in which the Chiefs don't win this game by at least a touchdown or more. And I think it's one of those Sunday night games that could be a stinker for the rest of the country. I, I don't see Baltimore being able to be competitive past like a quarter and a half of this game. Wow. So I, I was going to ask you later if there was a, a scenario in which Baltimore could win this game. You're saying there's not even a scenario where they could keep it close against Kansas City. You can't say that in the NFL. I just think it it it's so low. It would have to be a complete... Lamar Jackson takeover and then the Baltimore would have to completely go out of character in their scheme and finally have success at stopping both Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey so when you say all that I mean what is the percentage on that like a yeah. one to five percent in my mind again uh, we have a spread here I, I believe it's three and a half at this point it might be four and a half mm -hmm. but uh, so so there's some people that uh, make a lot of money on these games that really don't agree with me but I, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around a, a game in which Baltimore is competitive well you hinted at this with the scheme defensively wink Martindale we know what they like to do they like to blitz ad nauseum we saw it on Monday night against the Raiders we've seen it for three years running they've led the league in blitz percentage but I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt a, a little bit because you've gotten your butt kicked by Patrick Mahomes every time you faced him. You blitz more right. than anybody. We know what Patrick Mahomes does against the blitz. Like every single indicator, Pete, would point to not doing that in this game tonight. Do you, I mean, like, do you really think they're going to continue to employ the same strategy that has simply never worked whatsoever against this team? I believe the percentage you're talking about is like around 44, 45%. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be down, right? You can't just keep – you think about like the rat and the lead. You can't just keep ramming your head against the wall and, and not adjusting. And so uh, I, I think it'll be less. I, I think blitzing that much against this team and, and going cover zero and having one-on-one -on -one against Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill – uh, seems like you just can't do it. And, and of course, uh, I'm sure Wink has seen and heard all of this stuff, and, and I think he's well aware by watching um, how the, the tape has been uh, when they uh, went with that strategy against Patrick Mahomes. So I think it'll be more timely blitzing, but I just don't know if this team has the personnel to stop the Chiefs. And I think we're finding, and, and last week was a lesson, like more Sundays than not, the Chiefs are going to be able to score touchdowns and at least get a field goal at will on every possession. Uh, the way to beat the Chiefs is not trying to necessarily, I think, figure out how to stop Mahomes. It's to win in a shootout. I mean, that's the, the type of scenario uh, that you have to have. And so I think they know they're going to score. So maybe they can slow down the Chiefs. But what really gives me a question is, is this offense that is predicated on Lamar Jackson in the running game when they're down to their fourth or fifth running back, Lamar Jackson, and now your number one receiver is Sammy Watkins? Are we even sure that Sammy Watkins is going to be able to play for the full game? I mean, we've saw too many times in Kansas City where Sammy Watkins has been an important part 
of what would be the next few games, a big game coming up, and then all of a sudden he checks out in the game in the first quarter. Uh, and I, I just, like I said, it, it, you put all that together, and you, no matter what the game plan is, I just don't know if Baltimore could keep up with Kansas City, especially given the fact that finally in the second half, Kansas City was able to step up defensively last week and, and get some stops. And so they have confidence coming in. And, oh, yeah, you get to inject Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark back into this lineup. So it's, it's all coming up, Chiefs. Uh, this is a football uh, league where we constantly say any given Sunday. Um, but we would definitely be saying that, if, if, to me, if Baltimore is even in this game in the fourth quarter. We're with Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride, here on Bing Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. I don't think there's been any team in the NFL who's been hurt more by injuries, both in the preseason and early on in the season than the Ravens have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards out at running back Marcus Peters out at cornerback we'll see with Marlon Humphrey uh, listed as questionable Ronnie Stanley sounds like he's not going to be there at left tackle Pete which of these injuries for the Ravens are most damning when it comes to this game against Kansas City specifically Kansas City I would say that it's Marcus Peters I'll get to that in a second if you're just talking about in general it's the left tackle because they had a lot of faith in Ronnie Stanley, and that's why they felt comfortable in, in trading Orlando Brown to maybe their biggest out-of-division rival in the Chiefs. And now you have Orlando Brown coming back to town. If Orlando Brown was still on the Ravens, he would be playing left tackle against the Chiefs tonight. Like, that's the reality. And so uh, I look at this team, and, and they need to protect Lamar. They need to give him an opportunity to make a decision whether to pass or to run. But the reason I say Marcus Peters is Marcus Peters seems to really – really play up against former teams and it's not just the Kansas City Chiefs he's now been with three teams he's on the Ravens Uh, he has had big games against the Rams on the Ravens where he is able to get an interception he seems like he always is able to get a turnover um, against uh, a former team and the idea that he is out of the lineup and you're not going to be good for that turnover or that be good for maybe a guy that has an edge on a Tyree Kill or a Travis Kelsey and can kind of anticipate of anyone in the league maybe where Patrick Mahomes might go with the football, uh, you don't have that. And you have really talented wide receivers uh, on the Chiefs. I'm expecting big games out of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. And if there are times where they're able to bracket them, double them, uh, slow them down a little bit, you're getting finally to that other receiver. McCole Hardman is a guy who has really, really good numbers uh, historically against the Baltimore Ravens. If they are able to figure out the other two, uh, it seems like Hardman uh, is a guy that that could stand out. And, And you talk about a secondary being down one of the most instinctual uh, cornerbacks in the league. I think that's where McCole Hardman can really come through. And you heard him this week, and I, I was really candid with the media, which we always appreciate, and a lot of the talk has been the amount of targets that Hardman gets and maybe the supplemental production past Hill and Kelsey, and he doesn't care. Uh, he's going to be ready, and he's he's ready to get the football in, the, in his hands when he does. And one of the questions he asked back to the media, he's like, what did I have, three targets? And he goes, how many receptions did I have? And he said three. <laughs> and so he's like, well, what are you asking me then? And so I, I think this might be a big night for McCole Hardman if you're, you're playing the, what is it, the Sunday night DFS. Uh, sneak Hardman in your lineup. I, I don't think you'll, you'll regret it. Before I let you go, Pete, uh, the offensive line was the story of the offseason for the Chiefs. We saw the revamped unit, first real game action uh, last week against Cleveland. They were going against Miles Garrett, maybe the best edge rusher in the NFL, so that's a, a tough, a strong first test. What sort of test are they going up against tonight in Baltimore? Yeah, I, I, I still think it's a good front. It, it isn't necessarily what we saw with uh, the Cleveland Browns, especially when you consider Derek Wolf is expected to be out of the lineup. You have uh, Orlando Brown in his in his come home game, and I, I think that'll be be key. And it's it's. You know, we, we're talking football, but if you've ever played like baseball and, and been even on a little league team, you know the, the weighted donut a little bit and how it makes you feel like you can swing a little bit faster. That's a little bit this game, I think, when it comes to the challenge that was the Cleveland Browns and, and the Baltimore Ravens. I think the, the challenge of, of Justin Houston um, stands to be really interesting. I, I'm wondering what they do with Justin Houston. You know, we've talked so much about Orlando Brown and Sammy Watkins and uh, Levy on Bell won't be active for this game, still on the practice squad. But maybe we haven't really talked a lot about Justin Houston. If you remember, in Justin Houston's first game against the Chiefs, his former team, he really had a nice game. He actually had the game-winning sack in a surprise Colts win over Kansas City. And so dealing with Justin Houston, I think, is going to be very interesting. 
wearing number 50 for, for the purple and gold. But when you compare, again, week one to week two, I think you'll see, okay, the Chiefs offensive line looking a little bit better because you're right. I mean, they faced a, an incredible challenge last week. Uh, Orlando Brown let, let up a sack in a really big spot, as you mentioned, against one of the better pass rushers in the league. But you know, going back to Baltimore, a team that said that they didn't necessarily need him to play left tackle, he's going to want to have a good game, and I think you can almost expect that. He's Pete Sweeney. Arrowhead Pride is going to have all sorts of stuff all afternoon, pregame, during the game, postgame. Got you covered for Chiefs-Ravens tonight. Pete, thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. And, and as well, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug. I'll be on f- Channel 41 for the 5 o'clock pregame leading into what will be uh, uh, Chiefs and Ravens. So is there anything sure you're, to join us there. Is there any platform you're not going to be on today, Pete? That would probably be an easier <laughs> way to do this. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. All right, man. That is Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride. He plays a lot of good stuff there from Pete, Um, specifically when it comes to blitzing. The Ravens like to blitz. Mahomes likes it when teams blitz. It hasn't worked well for Wink Martindale and the Ravens' defense in the past. Why I expect that to change coming up tonight. We'll get into that next. This is Bink Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Bing Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert, Grant Nicholson producing the thing. Chiefs Ravens, Sunday night football tonight. So we've got what? Don't make me do this. Eight hours? Is that right? Eight hours and change? Almost exactly eight hours. You'd think it would be simple math, but there's a reason I do this stuff. Anything with numbers, addition, subtraction, all of the other math terms, not my strong suit. I'm getting a little scared at how confident everybody is that the Chiefs are not only going to win tonight, but that they're going to steamroll the Ravens. Like, we just had Pete Sweeney on, and I had it written down. I was going to say, you know, what's one of the non-negotiables that has to happen tonight for the Chiefs to win? (laughs) And he starts talking, and I go, well, I... (laughs) It sounds like there isn't one. It sounds like there is no scenario that could play out that would result in a Ravens win. Weird stuff happens in the NFL. Like, let's just acknowledge that. Weird things can happen. Things can get out of hand. Injuries, whatever. Those are sort of cop-out answers. It's just odd to me that two weeks ago, the Ravens were in that conversation along with 
the Browns, the Bills, and probably the Titans as the legit contenders in the AFC aside from the Chiefs. And I get it, right? The all the injuries at running back, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley, like those are it's not just the volume of players that have been injured, it's the importance of the positions that they play. Like the Ravens had one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. And they may be without both of them today. Well, they're certainly going to be without Marcus Peters. That's not great when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. So I, it, it makes sense. I'm not, I'm not doubting it. I don't say that any of it is, is unjustified. It just scares me whenever everyone is going in one direction, whenever unanimously we have all decided this is what's going to happen in this game. That, to me, seems like the type of game where we go, oh, how is this thing, how is this other thing happening? I don't expect that to happen. I expect the Chiefs to look impressive tonight as well. And yes, all signs point to Kansas City rolling against Baltimore. Prime time, on the road. They've won 11 straight road games. 11-0 and in the month of September is Patrick Mahomes. 35 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yes, every indication would suggest the Chiefs are going to roll. But I just, I want somebody. I need somebody to be the detractor. Somebody be the contrarian. That way we could say, all right, there are conflicting opinions about this game, but I haven't heard any of those. One of the questions I asked Pete Sweeney when he joined us in the last segment was about the Ravens and the fact that they like to blitz all the time. All the damn time. It's what they do. If you watch the Monday night broadcast, I was watching the Manning cast. I don't know if they were doing it on the main broadcast, but the Manning cast was talking about it the whole game. Oh, and they would have Ray Lewis on. And and so those guys, that's the type of stuff that they bring up, right? They're just like, oh, here we go. Cover zero, cover zero again. Here comes the blitz. And they were right. Time and time again, the Ravens were sending guys at Derek Carr. The Ravens blitzed on 44% of plays last year. That was number one in the league. In 2019, they blitzed on 55% of plays. Number one in the league. The year before that, in 2018, they blitzed on 39% of plays. Number one in the league. Now, I don't know what the numbers are going to be like this year, but if game one was any indication, Ravens are tracking to be the most blitz-heavy team in the NFL yet again. So now the expectation, naturally, is that they're going to come into this game tonight and they're going to blitz the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. Wink Martindale is a good defensive coordinator. He knows what he's doing, I would think. But if you try something, and and this doesn't have to be football. You don't have to be a defensive coordinator to know this, Grant. If you try something again and again and again and you fail over and over and over again, eventually human nature will cause you to try something different, right? Like like literally, I could come up with a million analogies. They would all be the same. You do something over and over again. You fail. You change it up. It's going to blow my mind. If they go into this game tonight and say, you know what we should do? I got a crazy idea. Let's blitz him. Let's blitz Patrick Mahomes. Get some pressure on him. That'll make him skittish. Force him into making some bad throws. Get some turnovers. That's how we win this game. Oh, okay. And again, Wink Martindale is smart and has heaped praise on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, including earlier this week. You want to talk about praise? Listen to this. Here's the Ravens defensive coordinator talking about the combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You know, you have to defend, you know, this is all in one play. You have to defend the first play, his second play, and sometimes his third play, all in that one play. And I think that's what makes him so special. And, you know, he's he's one of those guys, and I've compared him before to, you know, he and Andy Reid to Montana and, and Walsh, uh, you know, combination, that type of relationship they had. Montana and Walsh, you say. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty solid uh, coach-quarterback combination. 
And defensive coordinators usually aren't the ones who are doing that, right? They're not the ones who are saying, yeah, these guys right now, they're as good as the best I've ever seen. But that's what Wink Martindale just did. He would continue on his adoration for Patrick Mahomes. The best way to put it with, with, with Patrick Mahomes is whoever your favorite quarterback is and whoever is sitting there having a conversation with you and saying, this is my all-time favorite quarterback and this is why he's always in that conversation. So that's where I see him at, and, you know, I, I, I just I think he is, he's one of the best there is. One of the best there is, everybody knows that. Has to be, must be in the conversation for your favorite quarterback. Wink Martindale clearly thinks quite highly of Patrick Mahomes. Wink Martindale has seen Patrick Mahomes three times and has not had any success against him at any point in time. I gave you the stats earlier. This is Mahomes versus Baltimore in three starts. 1,136 yards passing in three games. 1,136 yards. It's about 370 plus per game. 70% completion rate, nine touchdowns, one interception. Mahomes owns everybody. Like, I love seeing the memes on Instagram and Twitter of, like, Patrick Mahomes holding up the baby picture, like the sonogram of him and his wife, and it's, photoshopped Lamar Jackson's face like oh it's our son the baby stroller meme where it's Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield those are funny the like the, the truth of the matter is Mahomes owns everybody with the exception of Tom Brady like he owns everyone he's played more than a couple times but especially especially Baltimore like no defense has done worse Scheming against Patrick Mahomes than Baltimore does. And I would like to think there is a correlation between the way they like to play defense and the success that he's had against that team. It's a really interesting stat from Matt McMullen, the Chiefs reporter. He put some stuff out on Friday. There's a really interesting thread you should go check out. It was basically like an honor of Mahomes' birthday on Friday. Here are a bunch of ridiculous stats about his Chiefs career, about his NFL career. And this one caught my eye. This is insane. Patrick Mahomes owns a 123.5 passer rating against the Blitz in his career. As you may guess, that is the highest mark in the NFL since 2018 when he became the starter. He's thrown 29 touchdowns and one interception against the Blitz in his career. Listen, I wouldn't know the first thing as to how to put together a defensive game plan for a team. Like, if I'm in the meeting room and there's a bunch of guys staring at me and I'm saying this is what we're... I wouldn't know any idea what to do. I'd say, hey, guys, I'm new here. Don't really know what's going on. I'm going to sort of rely upon you, but I only have one non-negotiable, okay? This is not going to be a blitz-heavy scheme. You guys figure out the rest. You guys are all smart. You're pros. You know what works. I trust you. You guys figure out everything else. But the only thing that I'm not going to waver on is we are not going to blitz the hell out of Patrick Mahomes and think that that, that is going to be the winning strategy. They're going to blitz tonight. And I would expect them, as we just heard Pete Sweeney say, they're they're probably still going to blitz, maybe not as much as as they've done in the past. But uh, if, if they do... I'm just going to set this up now for posterity so we can come back and talk about this tomorrow. If they do try to blitz tonight, is anybody going to ask any questions in Baltimore as to what exactly made them think that was going to work? Because I, I understand this much. Very little does work against Patrick Mahomes, but there's one thing we know that doesn't work at all. And the Ravens, they like to do a lot of it. I'm Nick Schwert. This is Bink Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. About 25 minutes left here on Bink Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Coming up at noon, we got Josh Vernier, Royals pregame. And then late, late tonight, we've got Chiefs Ravens Sunday Night Football. I am Nick Schwert. He is Grant Nicholson on the other side of the glass. Uh, again, I'm, I'm catching Dusty Lichen strays over here. Somebody from the 816 on the J Service. Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-576-7610. Gaskin or Singletary for flex? Listen, this is Bink Sunday. Fantasy football Sunday was from 9 to 10. That was Dusty Likens, but since he's not here, Miles Gaskin. All right. Unlike, unlike Dusty, though, I'm not the expert, so you don't get uh, the explanation as to why. Just a simple answer. Miles Gaskin. Happy to have you with us. Lamar Jackson is doing everything he can to not make this about him versus Patrick Mahomes, which honestly, smart move. If I'm any quarterback in the NFL and anybody ever asks me, you know, about Mahomes, where do you stand with Mahomes? At first, we thought it was going to be Deshaun Watson because they were drafted so close to one another uh, for obvious reasons. We don't talk about that nearly as much now. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, you know, you win the MVP the year after he wins the MVP. You guys have faced off three times. You're going to play each other virtually every year. You've had no success against him. Probably a wise decision to sort of distance yourself from those sorts of comparisons, which is exactly what happened when Lamar got asked about it earlier this week. No, you know, um, it's not about, you know, me and Mahomes. Not to me, you know, probably to everyone else. But, you know, it's the Ravens versus Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they did beat us, you know, three times or whatever, but that's in the past. We, we you know, we got a better opportunity this time to come around, and we, we take the advantage and win, win in our home stadium. Um, but I'm not dwelling on those losses. You know, we, we come a Sunday night, and we're going to play. Yeah, it's the Ravens versus the Chiefs, just like it was always the Colts versus the, the Patriots, right? It was never – we never did Brady versus Manning. It was always the Colts versus the Patriots. Fair or unfair, that's just the way it's going to work. It's always going to be comparing this transcendent quarterback to that one, to com- comparing this MVP to this MVP. And unfortunately for Lamar, he has come out on the wrong side of things every single time. Now, I don't know how many times they're going to play over the next decade. Like eventually, I would think by happenstance, the Ravens will get a win. Like Lamar Jackson's going to get a win against Patrick Mahomes at some point in his career, you'd think. But uh, I don't think that's happening tonight. 
This is not the instance for that game to happen. Now, there, I mean, if you want to get creative and try to conjure up a few ways that the Ravens may have an advantage, it's their home opener, they're coming off a loss, it's going to be their first game in front of their Baltimore fans in over a year. So, yeah, of course, there are ways to sort of manufacture uh, advantages. But, uh, I mean, in terms of football advantages, in terms of what's going to happen on the field, uh, it's sort of hard to to come up with those. Sammy Watkins, he knows both these quarterbacks well. Played for three years with Patrick Mahomes, now in year number one with Lamar Jackson. He was asked earlier this week if he thinks there's a rivalry between Jackson and Mahomes. I think those guys definitely view it that way. Um, you can say you, you're not, but the world is watching two of the best, youngest MVPs in the league and um, very talented guys. So I'm definitely... Looking at it that way, like, man, Lamar needs to win. Um, you know, he's been doing a great job in this league with just how he's been carrying himself as a teammate and as a, a guy that just do the right things off the field. So I just think, um, you know, he, it's time for him to take that next hump and, and try to get a win. Um, and I'm, I'm, I hope this team and we prepare and the coach prepare to do our best to try to, um, you know, will a win for the organization and, and, him, and him. I think the biggest problem that the Ravens have for this game tonight is that even if you tell yourself, okay, we can't just try to run the ball and hold and hold the ball and, and control the clock against the Chiefs. It never, ever, ever works. Even if you tell yourself that and you say, okay, we got to pass the ball. We got to push the ball downfield. We got to get big plays, explosive plays in the offense. I don't think you have the means to do that. Unless you're under the impression that Sammy Watkins can have like one of those games that he had three or four times a year with Kansas City where he would just go off. It was week one last year. He had a really solid performance, four catches, 90-plus yards in week one against Las Vegas. Unless you think that that's what's going to happen against the Chiefs secondary, I I just don't see what they can do offensively because we know Lamar's going to get his rushing the ball. He'll have 70, 80-plus rushing yards. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm I'm fine with that. You can win and win comfortably with Lamar Jackson rushing for 80-plus yards. It's when he has those 100-plus, 110, 120. Because Lamar is one of the few quarterbacks along with Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. I don't know. Am I missing anybody? Of quarterbacks who can make explosive plays with their legs. Because an explosive play is a 20-plus yard play, which 90% of teams can only get by throwing the ball or having a Christian McCaffrey, a dynamic running back. But in terms of running quarterbacks doing that with their feet, it's a select few that can do it. The Chiefs, to their credit, have done a pretty good job of keeping Lamar in check, of not letting him get those crazy 120-yard games because they have built big leads early and completely taking Baltimore out of their game plan. You can say you want to run the ball and control the clock. You look up, you're down 14 to three. It's the second quarter. Okay, maybe we should adjust a little bit. The second that happens, the Chiefs have you beat. You spent all week preparing for the game to go this way, and it didn't go your way. And now you have to adjust, and that's when the Chiefs kill you. And it's worked time and time again when these two teams have met. You don't ever, ever, (laughs) you don't ever want to hear your quarterback who is getting owned by one of your rivals in the AFC to talk about you like Lamar Jackson did with the Chiefs. Lamar, how do you get over as a team the hurdle of the Chiefs where it seems like they are the the one team that... uh, Ah, Kryptonite. Yeah. How do you get over that hurdle? Uh, Well, I see... Uh, second half, like, just like I say always, like we always start cranking up at the wrong time. We got to come in and finish how we start. Like we always go opposite, I guess, against them for some reason. We just got to tighten up and play better. That's all. Uh, there's an interesting part of that quote where he says, we cranking up at the wrong time. Right? Like they're waiting too late to turn it on. Is that kind of like what we saw the Chiefs do to, to the Browns last week, except they cranked it up at the right time, and when they just decide to crank it up, there's nothing you can do about it? Like, do you – let me ask you that. Grant, do you think 
that that's a real phenomenon, that the Chiefs will come into games, whether they're doing it on purpose or not, if it's just human nature because they know how good they are, they know what it takes to win in the NFL, they know how good their baseline is, do you actually think it is a case of just flipping a switch and turning it on, and when you do that, you're going to beat anybody? I just don't know when the right time would be to turn it on against the Chiefs, right? Because if you wait to the second half, you're probably down too many. But, well, how? if You you know it's the Chiefs, though. By now, everybody has to know we have to do it from the opening kickoff or we're going to lose. Right? Like, that's what the Browns did it from the opening kickoff. They did it for two quarters. And they still lost. And they still lost. I, I don't know what you would do. I honestly don't know when the right time. Like, you can't wait and catch them off guard. You have to start from the beginning, and then you have to maintain that pace literally for four entire quarters. I think the big non-negotiable, when you talk, look at the, what is it, eight losses that Mahomes has suffered in his regular season. Almost all of them. The, the one that comes to mind for me, the eight-point loss to Vegas last year. What happened? Derek Carr played the game of his life. I think it was 430-plus pass yards. So so start right there. You want the formula? Point number one, your quarterback better be perfect. I don't think Baker Mayfield was bad last week. But when it was crunch time and you needed him to push the ball down the field, didn't happen. Game over. I I think sometimes we make a little bit too much of clutch and – and being able to make those big throws. But, like, ultimately, there's a lot of guys who look really good for three quarters. There's a lot of guys who put up impressive stat lines. Go look at Kirk Cousins' box score after every loss. You'll say, wait a minute, he had 300 and some yards and three touchdowns. Go tell me what he did at the end of the game. Go tell me what he does against good teams. Go tell me what he's done in the playoffs. Right, right? like, that's where we separate those guys from everyone else. And there are very few of them. Lamar Jackson has looked really good. In a lot of games and beaten up on a lot of teams, had impressive stat lines. You look like you can't stop him. But when you get him in situations where you are forcing him to make plays with his arm, he has not been that dude. I, I shared this stat earlier on in the first hour. Lamar Jackson is 30 and 4 as the Ravens starting quarterback when they are leading or tied at halftime. 30 and 4. And the first thing that that should note is he's only started 42 games. So they're leading at halftime virtually every game he starts. But when they're trailing at half, one and seven. One and seven trying to come back from a halftime deficit. Oddly enough, three of those seven losses have come against Kansas City. And the last two times they played, Kansas City had a 17-point lead at halftime. I'm not the first person to say this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This is not a team that is built to play from behind. And I don't think it's because Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. I think that's sort of a tired, beaten down, really easy point to make that's not entirely accurate. I think what is more accurate is that when you put him in in obvious passing situations, when you know... This team has to throw the ball. They're down by 17 points. They need explosive plays. They need to move the ball quickly. This is not about controlling the clock. Do it in a hurry. That is when he's proven he's not that dude. And if you can't do that in the NFL, you're not going to be on that level because that's the kind of stuff that Drew Brees did forever, that Peyton Manning did forever, that Tom Brady's done forever and is still doing. Patrick Mahomes, it's a very select group of guys who have proven time and time again they can do that. And Lamar, at least as of yet, has not entered that conversation. This is Being Sunday. I am Nick Schwartz. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we got a few minutes left here on Bink Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert producing this thing. Grant Nicholson coming up at noon. We got Josh Vernier, an incredible, incredible man. And he'll be hosting Royals pregame. Royals Mariners with first pitch at 110 right here on your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. 
Uh, again, for the last time, guys, this is not Fantasy Football Sunday, but the text line, Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. Once again, sending me fantasy. I'm not Dusty Likens. I'll just, you know what? Next time I host this show, I'm just going to give out Dusty's personal cell phone number, and you guys can just text him. I think he likes that anyway. But since I am here, PPR, should I start Hardman over Sutton? Absolutely. Absolutely. You heard Pete Sweeney. He joined us earlier. He said he could see a big game for McCole Hardman. Hey, maybe this is get some anger out McCole Hardman tonight. You heard the quotes earlier this week. He seemed a little cantankerous. He keeps getting asked about the production, the lack of production, just three catches on three targets in week one versus Cleveland. I didn't see this. Did you see the, Grant, did you see the tweet that he he sent out and then deleted? McColls? No. Yeah, okay, so get this. Here's the quote. Here's the tweet that he sent out. Stop comparing me to wide receivers in my class. They are the number one option on their team, and none of them can come to this team and be a first or second option. I wonder about people sometimes. End quote. I believe the players that he would be referring to would be DK Metcalf, who he was selected over. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he was selected over. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, all of whom are number ones or number twos on their team. Very productive wide receivers, but we're, we're not comparing him to him. We're just stating the facts. Uh, Listen, I understand McColl probably is a little bit frustrated because he does hear it from fans. Like, he gets the vitriol a little bit more than most Chiefs players would expect to on a very productive offense. Uh, and it probably does get annoying to get compared. Like, he didn't draft himself over those guys. But, like, this is like this is how it works, man. It, uh, listen, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying anything disparaging about the guy, but... Like, he's not D.K. Metcalf or Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson. And if those guys were in the Chiefs' offense, yeah, they wouldn't be the number one or the number two option. But they'd get a lot of targets, and they would be very productive, and quite frankly, the Chiefs' offense would probably be better. I don't think I'm saying anything shocking here. That's just the way it works. But with that being said, I, I, I do understand where he's coming from. I do understand the frustration and that people think that he needs to be more productive on an offense that's already thrown for 5,000 yards every year. An offense that already has two guys who last season, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they put up numbers that three wide receivers would put up on, on one team and it would be a productive season. I, I, 26 touchdowns, 2,700 yards last year for Hill and Kelsey. So the only way that you can actually look at the, the, those facts, a guy, two guys who combined for, what, 17 catches, 273 yards, and three touchdowns in week one? Are you bleeping kidding me? What do you, like, do you want Mahomes to throw to those two guys less, or do you think that this needs to be a 6,000-yard passing attack instead of a 5,000-yard passing attack? Because you can't have them both ways. Here's McColl earlier this week sort of, talking about when asked uh, about his lack of production, talking about those two guys in this offense. If I had three targets. If I had three, three catches. And three catches, right? Oh, catches, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I did my job, man. That's all, I, that's all you can ask for. Three targets, three catches. I mean, I don't know what else, you know, to ask for. I think people got to realize, man, we got the, the best tight end in the league and the best receiver in the league. So who is who am I to try to take targets away from them guys? Like, that, that's, that's, just, that's just being selfish, honestly. Um, so, like I said, when I said earlier, whenever I get a chance to, to make a play or when a ball come my way, I'm going to make, I'm gonna make it, uh, take advantage of it. So, I mean, as long as, you know, we winning and we doing everything we got to do, I mean, I have, I have no problem with anything. By all means, throw it to him because if you can't guard him, give him the ball. And that's exactly what happens. Most teams can't guard both those guys. So, Patrick Mahomes keeps tossing the ball their way. And I'll tell you what. The, the speed factor of McColl, it keeps people honest. It keeps defenses honest the same way it did with Sammy Watkins. He may not be pr as productive as those guys. Mahomes certainly not looking his way as much as he is those other guys. But it makes the Chiefs so incredibly difficult to defend, knowing can't put a safety on Travis Kelsey, 
can't put a cornerback on him. You can't put a linebacker. So you got to put two bodies on him. There's nobody who can keep up with Tyreek Hill. And the fact that you have to account for this other guy on the other side of the field simply because you can't put a safety on McCole Hardman either because he'll torch him and make big plays. Done that a handful of times. Thanks to Pete Sweeney for joining us earlier today. Thanks to Grant Nicholson producing this. I am Nick Schwert. This has been Bink Sunday. You can hear Jay Binkley. He'll be doing the postgame show tonight. He'll be up in the wee hours of the morning after the Chiefs, hopefully, dispatch of the Ravens tonight on Sunday night football. You can hear that on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Mitch Holtis on the call. That's going to do it. Now we'll send it out to Josh Vernier. Chiefs tonight, Royals pregame show coming up next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.